Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 179 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Happy Thursday. I hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. All right. Um, money May, new month, new, new blessings, new money, new opportunities. Um, hope everybody has great energy uh, as we get through the uh, first week of May. Time is flying. Uh, we have had. I haven't talked to you guys. I haven't talked to you guys last week, right? So I haven't probably talked to you guys since the first round. Sheesh. I mean, things move fast, right? But we're in the second round. You know, getting to the teeth of the second round of the playoffs. Um, we're talking all NBA today, by the way. We're talking all hoops today. All hoops. So, all of my diehard uh, basketball fans, I know you're excited about that. Um, Saturday, I will be on YouTube on, for Electrified Vision. I'll be breaking down the Canelo fight this Saturday for an early edition of Electrified Vision, an early Saturday morning edition. I'll be breaking down that fight, so be on the lookout for that. So, we won't be talking about that today. Um, that'll be saved for Saturday. So, today, all NBA talk. Um, so... Let's get into it, man. Let's start off with the NBA playoff intensity and the officiating. About a lot of, a lot of, excuse me, a lot has been said recently about the code and breaking the code and what the code is, and, it, it, and it's been a lot going on. So let's start with the the series that this is that sparked all of this conversation has been the Grizzlies and the Warriors series. Through two games, we've seen a couple ejections, a couple flagrants get called, a couple eyes uh, get swallowed, swallowed up. We've seen a broken elbow, basically. Uh, this has been a very physical series so far. Very physical. And this is the type of playoff intensity that we haven't seen so far in this playoffs. Um, seen it a little bit in the, uh, what series was that? One of the first round series, but nothing like this. This is, this has been a highly contested series. Both games have been super close, came down to the wire, especially the first game. Uh, game two, Ja took over 47, hell of a game from him. But this game, these, these two games have been physical. They've been physical. And. We start to talk about the drawing the line between what is deemed excessive or unnecessary unnecessary type of contact or what's just a hard foul. So let's talk about game one with Draymond Green ejection. Now Draymond Green has a reputation for being the the dirty guy. Right, one of the dirtiest players in the game, basically. I mean, he's poked eyes, he's kicked guys, and there no no squares. He he he's done he's done a lot. Okay, he's even been suspended from the NBA Finals 
Do you know how bad you have to be to get suspended from the NBA Finals? Listen, man. So, game one, who was it that he fouled? Who was it? It was, um, what's the man? What's his name? What's his name? Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark goes up for a layup. Draymond had, like, attempted a block, early block. Then he came around, smacked the man in his face, and then pulled him down by his jersey. And people were trying to defend it, saying it was soft. Like, the, the, the call was soft. The ejection was soft. I don't know if you guys have ever played basketball or any sport, but you can't sit here and tell me that if you go up for a layup and somebody smacks you in the face and then pulls you down by the front of your jersey, you're not going to be upset about that? You're going to just brush that off? Oh, I went in pain. I got... No, 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 no. It's not like you got smacked on the arm or... Okay, yeah, maybe you got smacked on the head and it was close to the ball and you got bumped. No, no. This was not that. He smacked the man, bow, right in the face, pulled him down by his jersey. We, we can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. You're not going to sit here and convince me that that's just basketball or that's that's just how the game should be played. It shouldn't be. Even back in the 80s and the 90s when you had the bad boys and the game, you know, the the when when the Jordan rules before the Jordan rules and everybody was just beating the hell out of each other on the court and guys were fighting everywhere and every any any time you tried to go up for a layup you already knew you were going to get punched on and be no that's not basketball man that's not basketball i'm not saying let the guys go up and get the easy layups i'm not saying that at all be physical. Absolutely be physical. But come on, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. And with the foul, the flagrant being called and the ejection, of course, you know, here comes the Twitter fingers. Everybody has an opinion always. And all the other podcasters and media members, everybody has an opinion. And the overwhelming uh, opinion seemed to be that the league is soft and it's getting soft. Is the league soft? Eh, I would say that it's softer, but I'm not comparing today's game to the 90s or 80s. No, I'm comparing today's game to what's similar to today's game, which would be mid-2000s, 2010s type of ball, where you still had that physical aspect sticking with the Pistons, the Big Ben, those that era of the game. It's still physical, but you gotta you gotta draw a line in the sand between what's basketball and what's not basketball. I think what Draymond Green did that's not basketball, man. That's not hard physical. Ba- no, no, no. That's just unnecessary to me. To me, I know everybody's not gonna agree with this sentiment, and I get it. You know, especially the old heads. But come on, dog. You're not gonna sit here and tell me that. Smacking somebody in the face and pulling them down by their jersey is okay. I can't. I can't agree with that. Then you look at what happened with Gary Payton Jr. and with Dylan Brooks. Gary Payton Jr. is going up for a layup. Dylan Brooks going for a block. It's a hard foul, but it looked like it was a basketball play. 
It was a basketball play. It, it ended badly. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think he went into that play thinking, oh, I'm going to knock him out of the air and injure this man. I don't think so. I don't think so. Did this warrant an ejection? No, not to me. Maybe a flagrant, if that. But I don't think it warranted an ejection, man. It just looked bad. The way Gary Payton Jr., who I'm sorry, he was a he was a good player, especially for the Warriors, what he's been doing for them. I'm sorry that he's going to be missing, what they said, what, three weeks? So he's out the rest of the series, probably going to miss the next series if they make it to the next series. And then they're, like, talking about an NBA Finals if they get that far. So, long story short, he may be out for the rest of the playoffs. You, you hate to see that. You never want to see anybody get hurt. But when somebody gets hurt like that, I'm not sitting here and about to villainize Dylan Brooks, who has no real track record of anything like this, compared to Draymond Green, who who does, right? So when you compare the two incidents, when you compare the two incidents to each other, I don't think Dylan Brooks, what he did, was that bad, and I think what Draymond Green did was just not basketball. So when you you take them separately, two separate events. I could see why the um I could see why Warriors fans would be a little upset. But I can't really sympathize with you guys because you guys have Draymond Green. So that's why I'm not understanding why Steve Kerr was so upset. Did Steve Kerr say Draymond broke the code the other day? No. He didn't say that. If Draymond Green was wearing a Memphis Grizzlies jersey and Brandon Clark was wearing a Warriors jersey and... Draymond Green as a Grizzly smacked Dylan Brooks in his face as a Warrior and pulled his jersey. I'm pretty sure Steve Kerr would have been pissed about that. So you can't you can't be hype, uh, hypocritical in this situation when you have somebody who does similar things. And that looked more intentional than what Dylan Brooks did. Now, looks can be deceiving, but I'm telling you, I don't think that what Dylan Brooks did was intentional. So for Steve Kerr to sit up here and say that it was outright dirty and he broke the code and all right we know there is a code where you know you don't try to hit anybody in the air or intentionally hurt it but bro that wasn't that it wasn't that man it wasn't that so if you could call anybody soft call steve kerr soft how is steve kerr not soft for reacting like this but the other day with draymond he didn't react like that we can't, we can't, we can't do that, man. It's, it's a double standard. But once again, I, I just, I think there's just two different plays, two different incidents that don't serve the same punishment. I don't think you eject Dylan Brooks for that. But Draymond smacking the hell out of somebody and pulling them down. Yeah, come on, man. You, you, you can't sit here and tell me that that's not nasty. Come on. But playoff intensity isn't just about the game itself you know on the court the physicality of it all 
It's also a mental thing. Now, I did agree with Draymond when he, you know, said some guys aren't built for the playoffs. I do agree with that. I think the playoffs take on another life of themselves. I think the crowd is hotter in the playoffs. I think that the atmosphere alone is just different. And we're going to talk. I want to look back at the NBA bubble today. That's what we're going to do as well. So that's after after we're done with this. I want to because I almost moved into that. My next point. But I don't want to do that yet. We're going to wait. After um, we wrap this uh, segment up, but we're going to talk about the NBA bubble because I, I, now that I'm watching the playoffs, I can understand to an extent why guys may look at what happened in the bubble away. But let's save that, right? So let's stay on what I'm saying. Last night, I'm watching the Suns and the Mavs, who I, I feel so bad for Luka and them because it's getting dark. It's getting dark, man. It's getting dark fast. I mean, I, I, y'all know I hate Chris Paul. I cannot stand him. But, boy, he was cooking them last night. I mean, with ease. With ease in that fourth quarter. Hated it. Turned it off. But, Luka, it looked like... I love Luka. Y'all know Luka probably my favorite player. I love him. But it looked like... I'm not saying the lights were too bright for him. I'm not going to say that, but it just looked like everything was affecting him. I think the crowd affected him. I think that, you know, they talk about it on the broadcast. He was going back and forth with some uh, courtside fans. And then when he was going back to the locker room, he stopped and got into it with one of the guys in the crowd. That's going on. Then you, 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 you go back to the court. He's turning the ball over. He's getting stripped a couple times. Um, he's getting. Um, he kept looking for fouls. Like I saw when Crowder went in, he may have, may or may not have gotten Luca in the face, or Luca was getting hit, and then Luca was complaining to the refs. Like every going up and down the court, every time he was looking for the ref. I'm just like, they're not going to call everything for you, especially in the playoffs, and they're not going to, especially you know they were in Phoenix, in the momentum. The, the momentum kept shifting more and more to the Suns' side before they ran away with it in the fourth quarter. And you could just tell, looking at Luka's body language and his facial expressions, he wasn't there. It looked, it didn't look like he checked out. It just looked like he was mentally exhausted. Like, it looked like he wanted to physically keep, you know, try to keep the, the Mavs in the game. But then you, you get to a point, point where... It's what three seconds on the shot clock, and Luca is shooting an air ball from the uh, the corner logo by the, the three point line. That's not Luca. Like, I think that the Suns crowd and the the physical play from the Suns took him out of that game in that fourth quarter, and actually the entire second half because he had twenty four in the first half. He didn't have that type of game in the second half. They shut him down in the second half. They made the halftime adjustments. The crowd got into it. The momentum kept shifting to the Suns because um, who was it? Uh, Bullock was the one. Once threes started rolling for the Mavs, he was hitting them. But then you go up to the other side of the court. The the Suns are matching that. As soon as you think you're back in it, the Suns are right there, and then they they, they start to run away with it. So I think that this playoffs, the playoff intensity does have an effect on on certain players 
I'm not saying Luka isn't built for this. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that last night may have been a bit much for him. Especially when, you know, everybody else, they weren't knocking down their shots like they usually would. It wasn't a smooth offensive night like it was, you know, in that entire series against the Jazz. And I think Jason Kidd knew that this series was going to be remotely different from what they faced in the first round. And they're down 2-0. I don't think they're dead. I think they have a better chance of making it a series than the 76ers do against the Heat because I think they are done even with Embiid back. I, I just I just think this Heat team is just too much for them. Um, but staying in uh, Dallas, you know, they, they go to Dallas. They get If they can get the next two, maybe they'll be all right. But if they can't, if they can't, um, if they go back to Phoenix down three one, yeah, it, it, it's 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 a wrap, man. It's a wrap for sure, for sure. But when you talk about the NBA, you know the NBA playoff intensity, you have to talk about what's counteracting that or kind of uh, putting a wet blanking blanket over that, which is the NBA referees. I think that with there being so many games and so many uh, with the playoffs, there's a lot of games going on, and the sample size for the referees are it feels larger than the regular season because the regular season is so drawn out, and there there's a lot of national TV games for the NBA, but not like this. Like it's not like um, football when you got a game on. Uh, Fox, CBS, and then NBC at night. Like, it's different. It's different. It's a little different. So, to have games on TNT, ESPN right now, back-to-back nights, and, you know, it's it's almost never a night without NBA right now, you're seeing more of the officiating. And watching it, like especially last night, there were so many whistles and there were a lot of offensive fouls last night. And it's 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 almost killing not the game but the momentum. Uh, it was at some points of the game last night where the Mavs were trying to get back on offense and try to, you know, set things up. It was one play where I don't know how this was an offensive foul. CP3 like Contorted his body on the side of um, Brunson and like fell and that was somehow that was an offensive foul. Don't know how. Now you got the crowd going crazy. Now the the Suns get the ball, they get another bucket. I just don't understand how the refs can insert themselves just like the NFL. They insert themselves in certain situations, but sometimes they won't. And if you're gonna let them play, let them play. This this is the playoffs. We know how it's going to get. But if you're going to let them play, let them play. If you're going to call every every foul, then call every foul. I mean, because what? I think Booker had four. JaVel McGee had five. There were guys at racking the fouls up last night, man. There was a lot going on for the refs. So, do I agree with everything the refs do? No. I understand you do have to 
um, make sure the game doesn't get too out of hand. But, fam, it's it's playoff basketball. We know how it's going to be. It's going to be physical. I'm not I'm not saying let it be the wild wild west. No, I'm not saying let all the Draymond Green flagrants go uh, go unnoticed. But be consistent. That's all. I, it's it is it is hard to ask them for that. It is it is very hard to ask the NBA referees to be consistent because that's just something that's not going to happen. But I would say the referees should be as uh, into it as uh, and as uh, intense as the players are. I think the refs should be like, okay, this is the playoffs. It's time for us to step up as well and, and, and ref these games good. But we can't get that. We can't get that. Now, it's been what? Almost two years since the bubble? What was that? Yeah, that was 2020. And last year, fans started to, you know, come back into arenas for some teams. And it wasn't the full full tilt for everyone. So I know some teams did, some didn't. This year, this season, this playoffs, we're back. Full arenas were back. I mean, when I watched the Bucks, I'm just like, bro, are they at a football stadium or are they at a basketball arena? It just looks so much bigger in there. I don't know. Maybe it's, if it's all the white that's going on, like all the white T-shirt. I don't know. But it, it looks crazy. Um, the form looks crazy. We're back. All the way back. And home court advantage... Doesn't always guarantee you anything because guys can walk into your home court and and steal it from you. But I think that the fans do play a major role into the game. They do. They play a major role. It's like when you watch a boxing match and you watching it on TV – that guy didn't land any of those punches, but the crowd, they're roaring for who they like. And just the 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 thought that they may have landed some of those punches, they're going to go crazy. It's loud. Sometimes it even skews the judges' uh, opinions on what they're seeing. And they know what they're seeing. But the crowd's noise may say, oh, maybe they did, right? Same thing in the NFL. If... Um, a flag doesn't get thrown for like maybe five seconds, but the crowd's going nuts. Ah, Salah. Then the ref may throw one. You look at the NBA playoffs and momentum and building momentum or stealing momentum. Either you go on a run with the crowd going crazy with their home court, or maybe the opposing team quiets your crowd down. That's mentally tasking. Imagine you got. 30,000 people going crazy. <sighs> then the opposite team, three-point. Bang! Three-point. Bang! Alley-oop. Bang! They kill your crowd. The momentum's gone. You look at the bubble. 
there wasn't any momentum. You could build it with yourselves. The bench will get hype. You know you're going on a run. But it didn't feel like you were really going on a run. I don't know. I wasn't there. But watching it, you know, as a Heat fan, I was hype. But it was like something is missing here. Obviously, we knew what it was. Uh, so, when you call the Heat bubble frauds or you talk about the Lakers with the bubble ring and you see what the Lakers have done since that, it's like, uh, I don't know. Did the bubble help or hurt? I don't know if the bubble helped, but I will say that this playoff environment is extremely different this is the real playoff environment so you look at guys who were in that bubble look at what Luka did in the bubble granted the Mavs didn't you know make a run but look at I mean Luka's getting his points but Luka didn't have a good second half last night and I really think a lot of that was not just the defense of the Suns but because that crowd got to him that's what I think what if this series was in the bubble? This Mavs and Suns series was in the bubble. I don't know if the Suns will be up 2-0 right now. I don't know. I don't know. But then, you, like I said, you stay with the Lakers. They haven't done a damn thing since the bubble. That's why, now, they did have that short return them and the heat so i didn't expect much from them last season now they both did make the playoffs and they both were first round exits now the lakers are not in the playoffs this year they've had an awful season but the miami heat number one seed they're currently running through things in the east this is their season where they're like yo bump that bubble we are the real deal inside or outside of that environment and I think that if I'm Miami, and as a Heat fan, I want the Bucks to come out of that Celtics series. I would love to see the Celtics and Miami Heat. I would. I would. That's another bubble rematch. I would love to see that. And geez, these two teams have the best defenses in the NBA. And I would love to see those two against each other. I like, I like everything about the Celtics. I love Tatum and Brown. I would love to see them against the Miami Heat. I would love to see that series. I think it will be a great series for basketball for the playoffs. I think that one would go seven games. But as a Heat fan, and as somebody who does not like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo and the Bucks, and I don't like the energy that they had for us these last couple years talking about the bubble and what wouldn't have happened or what should have happened. And, you know, they, they bounced this first round last year. But I would love to see them in the Eastern Conference Finals and shut them down. But I ain't talking about them right now. I'm talking about the bubble in itself. Did the bubble skew our perception of what is, you know, playoff basketball and what isn't? I don't know, man. I can't, I'm not going to say that the play was different. I think that the play, the hoop, the game itself was the same in the bubble. I think that, I don't think the bubble gave guys any type of superpowers. Like, everybody wanted to talk about Tyler Hero. 
as the bubble, you know, the bubble boy. He's six man of the year. He's having a hell of a season. Did guys benefit from the bubble? Maybe. But I also think that the bubble was one of the most difficult things to be in. You're away from your family. You're somewhere where you probably don't want to be in Orlando, Florida. Um, not really accustomed to... You, you, your routine is different. Your routine is completely different than where you, what it would have been while you're at home in the playoffs. Now, some guys did benefit from it. Maybe, you know, more focused, more locked in. But some guys needed maybe their family or the women in their lives or the men in their lives or their children or their dogs or you know that that whatever stimulation they had in their own home or their or a hotel room they were comfortable with on the road or you know i think that it was 50 50 it could get it could have gone either way so I don't give the bubble that much power. But I know a lot of NBA fans do. A lot of NBA fans be like, oh, no, the bubble ring doesn't count. and Nobody should even be proud of winning a ring. But I think still, to this day, that was one of the most difficult rings to win. Not just because you're secluded from the rest of the world and everything is going on inside this bubble. But think about where we were. As a society at that time, I mean, you've got COVID is running rampant on the world. That's going on. You got this this new virus, this virus that nobody really knows about that's killing people and affecting family members. There's no vaccine at this time. Um, there's all this testing going on. You got to you got to stay COVID free. Stay. You got that going on. Then also during the playoffs, the George Floyd stuff is going on. You got uh, uprisings in different cities. Cities are literally burning around you, right? The police brutality stuff is going on. I felt like that summer, there was just like back-to-back-to-back incidents. A lot of black men in that bubble. Remember, they, they at one point, they didn't know they were... Remember, the games were getting uh, protested. Guys were walking off the court. Games were getting uh, delayed. And they had that meeting where they didn't know if they want to keep playing. That was mentally heavy on a lot of guys, man. That was not an easy, you know, it wasn't an easy time to be in. It, you know, that summer 2020, that spring summer, you know, when the bubble was going on, it was not an easy thing to do, man. This wasn't like, oh, we're going to summer camp, we're going to play basketball. No. No. Um, practices were different. It wasn't like you were in your own facility and, and in your own locker rooms. Man, it was just different, man. It was different. I think that the bubble hurt more than it helped. I don't think it handicapped anybody. I think the only thing that the bubble did was take away home court. That's it. That's it. There was no home court in the bubble. But does home court really matter? Does your home arena really matter? Even if you don't have home court in a series. Everybody's like, all right, well, 
all right, well, we dropped these one or two. At least we're going to the crib. If you don't have home court, you know that you're going to the crib after the first two games. The Celtics swept the Nets. Heat still beat the Hawks in five. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Remember when Cap was like, oh, we in Minnesota now. Ain't that where the series almost found us in? Like, you guys get what I'm saying? I think the crowd plays a big part into what happens in the playoffs and what happens in, you know, with guys, certain guys, certain role players or certain superstars, they do need to feed off of that energy. I think that last, I'm still talking about last night, Chris Paul fed off of that energy he got from the crowd. I think certain guys do feed off of that. But as a whole, I don't think that it matters. I think that if your team is good, it doesn't matter where you play. Whose house you got to go to? You can walk in there and still get a W. I think that's the only thing that the bubble was missing was that the atmosphere is different. But did that really determine if the Heat and the Lakers were going to play? No. I called that before the pandemic. Go look at it. Go look at the tweets. That's it. I did call it. So, yeah, I'm just... I'm just reflecting, man. It's Thursday. It's Throwback Thursday, right? I'm thinking about the bubble, and I saw a couple bubble tweets um, this, over the last couple weeks, and I'm just thinking about it. I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. It can, it, arguments can be made for both sides, but overall, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see, let's see. What can we talk about next? What's next on the docket? Okay, so yesterday it came out that Ben Simmons will be getting back surgery. Now, I hadn't touched the Ben Simmons thing because I don't want to question or um, assess or analyze anybody's mental health. I don't want to do that at all. So when I talk about, when I'm going to talk about Ben Simmons, strictly physical, strictly basketball, um, but those things do go hand in hand, your mental and your physical. But so it's hard not to talk about the mental aspect. But what I've seen people do on social media is try to analyze Ben Simmons' mental health and how he's really feeling. And I don't want to do that. I I just think that that's wrong. I don't think it's fair. So I'm not going to do that. But looking at the Simmons and Harden trade. Did anybody really win this trade? I remember when it first happened. I was like, oh, the Nets won. The Nets won. They got fleeced. Did anybody really win this? I mean, honestly. You trade away James Harden to Philly. And you bring in Ben Simmons. When did this trade happen? In February, right? I think it was February. January. I don't know. I know it was cold. I was before the All Star break. I think. I don't remember. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on, guys. Bear with me. Harden trade. Yeah, it's February 10th. Okay. 
This happens in February. Throughout that time, nobody really knew when Ben Simmons was going to play. So, I mean, it's not like the Nets didn't know the risk they were taking. But the overall thought was Ben Simmons was sitting out because he didn't want to play for Philly no more. We thought that if he got to a new environment where he wanted to be in, it wouldn't be a question of when is he going to play. I thought it would be immediately. I thought we would see him at some point during the regular season. Okay, we don't see him in the regular season. Like, right, well, maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. And all we heard throughout this time was a ramp-up period. Oh, he's he's playing this. He's doing that. He's on the court. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's feeling good. Things are happening. He never plays. You get to the first round of the playoffs, and um, this is when the Celtics were, I think they was up, they were up 2-0. This was before the game three. They were saying that Ben Simmons would be playing in game four or something like that. I'm like, well, I said it was going to be 3-0 before then, so he, it, it's no need. I told him he might as well use the rest of his PTO, um, use your pay time off. I mean, that's what I did when I was at Amazon. When I knew I was not coming back to Amazon, I just put all my time in and left. So I knew Ben Simmons wasn't going to play. I said, just look, man, just put your rest of your PTO in and just be done with it. The Nets are down 3-0. What would be the purpose of Ben Simmons playing in a game? I saw a lot of guys mad that he didn't play. Why would he play? What chance? Would he have really given the Nets? If his back, which is getting uh, worked on, if his back was really killing him like that, what would he have been done? How effective would he have been in that series at that time? It's not like it was tied. If it was 1-1, 2-2, okay, yeah, put him on the court, you know, keep us, you know, do what you got to do to keep the back stable. But, hey, this is Ben Simmons at the end of the day. He can help us win this series. And maybe get to the next round. But it was 3-0. It was over. It was over. Why should he why should he have he why excuse me, I can't speak here. Why should have he played? What would have been the purpose? The series was over. You're not gonna sit here and tell me that just because Ben Simmons played in game four, that they were gonna win the next four games and beat the Celtics. No. The Celtics were the better team. I tried to tell y'all this in a regular season. Nobody listened to me though. Oh, Katie, Kyrie, scary hours. It's scary. Ooh, it's spooky time. No. Nobody was scared. Nobody shivered. Not a boot was shaking. Then you look on the flip side. First round, okay. Philly goes on to the second round. Then they run into a buzzsaw. Embiid out. He's out of there for a while. They don't know when he's coming back. Now they're talking about maybe game three. I just think that even with him on the court, the Heat, they won the regular season series. They, they will be locking him down if he does get back on the court. I, I, I strongly believe that. This Heat team is just too deep, man. They're deep. So who really won this uh, trade? Did anybody win? Can you say that the net the can you say that Philly won a trade? I mean, at this point right now, they're down 2-0 to Miami. Who knows what happens with this series? I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. They're not gonna win it, 
But who knows what happens? I mean, you could say that Philly won the trade. I mean, obviously. I, if I'm, to me, I think Philly won the trade because the guy they traded for actually got to be on the court. I mean, obviously, man. Because what? how could you, you trade it? For a guy just to ride your bench with nice outfits on that, that can't couldn't have been that had to have be very been very frustrating, not only for, you know the players, but could you imagine how like Steve Nash and everybody in the Brooklyn front office, how they were feeling, man? It's like, bro, we really did this, and this is what we get in return. <sighs> Nothing. You got nothing in return. Literally, you got nothing in return. That has got to be frustrating. Has has to be frustrating. So, I don't think we can really say who won the trade until I'll, maybe another full season. If James Harden is still a 76er by the end of next season, then yeah, maybe maybe they won the trade. But if Ben Simmons gets back on the court and he plays, then maybe the Nets won the trade. Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing. Will either these guys retire as a net or a 76er? I don't think so. I think they'll both be gone. What's this year? 2022? I think by 2024, maybe. Because I don't know what Ben Simmons' deal is like or what Harden's deal is like. But I'm saying that they'll probably be gone. Harden forced his way out of Philly. Hell, he might be in Miami. I don't want him, by the way. I don't want that. But I'm saying he, he may force his way out, man. I don't know. I just don't know what it is about these two guys and why no situation. Well, I can't say it about Ben Simmons. This is only his first time getting traded. But, I mean, you look at Harden. He, okay, see, that happened. Wasn't, you know, forced his way out of Houston. Forces his way, you know, to Houston and Brooklyn. Then he forces his way out of Brooklyn to Philly. And now he's in Philly. But who knows if he'll like it there for a while. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see, though. But did anybody win that trade? Really? Did anybody legitimately have a W? I don't know. Well, it's hard to tell. It's too early to tell, I think. Too hard to tell. Hey man, my uh Katie and Kyrie uh real just got up to thirteen K views and over eight hundred likes, okay. Is this fame? Must be. Um speaking of fame, let's let's wrap this up. Get you guys out of here. Drake. Oh man. We we gotta we gotta I I gotta break this one down. I have to break this one down. I so Mr. Champagne Poppy himself commented, I think it was a leader shooter post about uh, T. Morant and all the black dads in NBA. And, you know, it's it's like, man, let them be them. Let's start there. Bro, y'all got to stop hating on uh, T. Morant, man. Come on. Come on. Stop. Stop it. You look crazy. I ain't going to go all into detail, but relax. Drake says, imagine your son makes the league. 
and he's Jai or Melo or Alonzo, all you can do is be elated and competitive and over-supportive, and it's the rite of passage that OGs talk SHIT. I know I'm going to be this way, even if my son is in a Rubik's Cube competition. Then this man replies to Drake. I don't think he thought Drake would reply. I wouldn't have thought Drake would have replied, but I don't. I even if he did, I didn't think he was going to do the next thing he did. So this guy says, "Your son probably played with Ghost Riders. He got fifty likes. He didn't race you, Drake. I don't know if the fifty likes were worth it, but it could have been." To what happened next? Drake says, "I just followed your girl, cause she's prob miserable. Not probably, prob." She's prob miserable and needs some excitement in her life. He did indeed follow the man's woman. She posted it. Oh, hey, champagne, poppy with the eyes. Did he really DM'd her? I'm here for you, ma. Mmm. Woo. And now she got over 25,000 followers. Oh no, she wasn't following Drake at first. She followed him back. Ah. <sighs> I just don't I just don't know if you guys know bro Drake's the petty king, man. He's the petty king. You guys know that, man. But I just sat here and I just thought about it. And I was I was watching the situation go down. At first, I was like, "All right, well, all right." If Drake followed me, I would probably post it. But at least she didn't follow him back. But then I just checked; she followed him back. I don't know how I would recover from that. And that's his wife. Bro, Drake's gonna fly your woman out. She's gonna be in Toronto. She's gonna be in Turks. It's gonna be in Greece. Like, bro, listen, fellas, if you think your woman wouldn't leave you for Drake, you are dead mistaken. I genuinely think. I I, I don't know if there's that much love in the world, man. It's straight, bro. Come on, bro. It's it's champagne poppy. It's Frico Suave. Come on, dog. And I just had to think, what would I do in this situation? I wouldn't do what that guy did. He he was fighting. He was fighting for his life. He tried to play it off like he wasn't upset or hurt. He tried to promote some things. And then he started telling people to cash app him. And he'll promote them on their story. And all oh, this. Oh, oh. No. Not, I would just put my page on private and just took the L. That's what I would have done. I would just put a page on private. Took my L in peace. I would have took my wife's phone, blocked Drake, deleted her Instagram, made her a new Instagram, blocked Drake on that Instagram, and that's just how it would have went. We would have went about our days. I don't think I would have, you know, I no, no, I I would still be crying and throwing up. Still. And then, you know, to see all the women on Twitter talking about, oh, let that have been me, what I would have done. Ah. I'm like, you know, I didn't see my woman do that. I'm on Twitter or Instagram. I was like, okay. You know, yesterday's her birthday. We're in the car. 
And I told her, you know, I was happy that she wasn't saying those type of things. That she looked me in my face and said, uh, Drake, please. I said, please what? She said all Drake would have had to do was to say hi. I said, oh. That's all it took, huh? Then she said, what you have done if Meg Thee Stallion would DM you? I said, I wouldn't even looked. I would have deleted the message. What do you mean? I love you. See, fellas, they always try to make us out to be monsters, but it's really the women. They're the ones. Okay? So, my advice to you guys, do not try to troll or out-petty the pettiest man on the planet. Leave Drake alone. Did you not see what happened to Common? Did you not see what happened to Meek Mill? Did you not see what happened to Kanye? I'm not going to say push a T because I have opinions on that. You know what? I'll say it. I don't think I've ever said this on the mic. One day I'm a, we're going to talk about rap beef on here. But listen. Go back and listen to Duppy. And you go like, go back and listen to the story of Adidon. And you, you tell me who won what. Now listen. I still feel to this day that all Pusha T did was get on the mic and read a bunch of shade room comments and tell us stuff we already knew. Alright, did the whole world knew no Drake had a kid? Eh, maybe not. But I think most of the fans had had an inkling. We've heard things and I don't know. But it was shock value. It was nasty. It, you know, he talked about 40. Yeah, tick, tick, we know. Okay, but Pusha T is a rapper. He could have performed better. Now, Drake, he barred him up. He did. I'm sorry. He did. So, who won that battle? Eh, it's up to you. Most people say Pusha T. I say Drake won the rap battle. I think overall, the war, the huh, you know, the whole thing. But, hey, who knows? Who knows? I'm just saying. But all I'm saying is to you fellas that are the average fella, like myself, that, you know, we, we don't have Drake money. Um, we should just stay in our lanes and leave Drake alone. Okay. You troll Drake, he will DM your girl. So don't don't do it. Don't do it. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Um, that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I'll see you guys Saturday on YouTube on Electrify Vision. We'll be breaking down um, the Canelo fight. Get you guys ready for that Saturday night. And uh, I'll see you guys. Talk to you guys next week, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. And for the 179th time, American Lions, you have just been electrified.